Hey friend, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome. This episode is a continuation of the last few episodes on intuitive eating. We're looking closer at principle five, feel your fullness, and principle six, discover the satisfaction factor. Like last episode, I'm pairing these two principles because they go so nicely together. When we feel our hunger and honor our hunger cues and savor foods we're eating, we're more likely to enjoy our meals, which also decreases the chance of mindless eating more than makes us comfortable. Let's talk about the clean plate club. Thankfully, growing up, I never experienced this. However, I've heard from so many clients that they weren't so lucky. Maybe you're like them and had parents that made you eat whatever was put on your plate because, you know, you should be grateful. There are starving children in India, you know. If this sounds like something that came out of your parents' mouth, I'm sad for you. I'm sad that your parents' relationship with food got transferred onto you and that you were led to eat past your comfort level and learn to do this regularly. It makes sense that as an adult, you check out from feeling your fullness cues. I didn't experience the clean plate club as a kid, but I sure have as an adult. Something shifted for me when I was buying and preparing my own food. I didn't want a single bite to go to waste whether that was on my own plate or Anthony's plate. And this often led to me eating past my level of comfort, which in turn led to me not listening to my body and what it wanted and needed. Unfortunately, years of dieting led me to solidifying my place in the clean plate club. When I was counting calories and focusing on specific portion sizes, you bet I was going to clean my plate. I was getting so little to eat that when I did eat, I ate everything that was offered. I remember licking the plate or the bowl saying, well, I'm going to count this. I'm going to get every last drop. There were also these times where we'd prepare something and have leftovers. Only it didn't seem to be enough for a meal at another time. So I'd eat a portion or all of what was left so we didn't have random bites of food in the fridge. Rather than getting in tune with my body and when it had had enough or when it wanted more, It was ignoring those signals and driving the wedge between us even further. So how did I learn to notice and respect my fullness? Remember from last episode when I talked about giving myself unconditional permission to eat? Yep, that's how I turned it around. When I knew I could have more food anytime I wanted, I no longer needed to eat it all. I could put it back in the fridge for later. Now, this wasn't a wave, my magic wand, and suddenly everything is perfect situation. Not at all. I had to learn to pause and check in with my body throughout a meal. And that began with noticing when I was hungry in the first place. After that, I would periodically stop eating, put my fork down, and notice how my body was feeling. Over time, I started to notice the subtle changes that occurred to cue me into, Hey, you're comfortable. You can stop eating now. A big part of this overlaps into principle six, which is discover the satisfaction factor. By slowing down to notice my fullness, I also slowed down while eating, which allowed my body to notice the tastes and textures of food, which spiked my satisfaction in the meal. Before we dive more deeply into principle six, I want to talk to you about the hunger fullness scale. When in the wrong hands, this can easily become another diet, and I don't want that to happen to you, which is why I spend more time on this in my coaching program, Healthily Ever After. So if, after listening to this episode, you want more help with this, or intuitive eating on a larger scale, there's a link in the show notes for more information. Think of your hunger on a scale of 0 to 10. At 0, 
your stomach is empty, and at 10, you are so full, you're possibly sick. Five is neutral. You are neither hungry nor full. Ideally, I try to eat when I'm at a three or a four. I can feel my stomach asking for food, but I'm not so hungry I'm teetering on hangry. By eating before I get to this point, I am more likely to be mindful with my food and more likely to stop eating at a six or a seven, which is when I feel satisfied. I'm no longer hungry, but I'm also not uncomfortably stuffed. Here's an experiment you can try this week between episodes. Before you eat, check in with yourself and notice where you are on the hunger fullness scale. I suggest writing this down because we can more easily compare throughout the week and our subjective minds are less likely to fudge the numbers. Then check in with yourself when you're finished eating. Notice what number you're at. Again, write this down. Try to do this experiment from a place of curiosity rather than judgment. Right now, you're just seeing where you fall. And just notice what happens throughout the week. If you feel comfortable sharing, please send me an email with what you notice while starting on this hunger fullness scale. Like I said, one of the best ways to notice your fullness is by fully enjoying your food. So let's chat about principle six, discover the satisfaction factor. To be satisfying, a meal includes foods that you like and that hit the spot. I've talked before about the bodybuilding program I did years ago. I was eating foods that were not enjoyable, nor hitting the spot, and I was always hungry. I vividly remember standing in front of the fridge feeling dejected and Brian asking, what's wrong? And me replying, I'm not hungry, but I'm not satisfied. I want something that's good so bad. All the plain baked chicken was definitely not hitting the spot. This satisfaction factor is also in play when you've finished a meal, and while your body might send out hunger cues, your head says you want something else. This could be because you weren't mindful while eating. When we eat in front of the TV or while scrolling social media, we aren't fully present with our food, and when we aren't fully present, we can't fully enjoy it. Another reason you might be having difficulty savoring food is that you still have a little bit, or a lot, of diet mentality stowed away in your brain. When diet culture has its nasty claws in it, even a little bit, we often associate enjoyment of food as wrong, so we stay away from those foods. Or if you do indulge, you beat yourself up for eating it. It's not your fault this is happening. We are bombarded with diet culture every time we turn around, whether it's the magazines while checking out with our groceries, or the ads while scrolling social media. I'm going to pause here for a little shameless plug. Have you heard what Pinterest did? They banned all weight loss related advertising from their platform. My hat's off to you, Pinterest. All of this dieting we've done throughout the years, all the messages we've been told, we've disconnected from our bodies and lost the natural pleasure that comes from eating. Friend, it's time to tell diet culture you have no power over me and regain your pleasure in eating. Triboli and Resh give us five steps to help you achieve pleasure and satisfaction in eating, and I'm going to share them with you today. Step one, ask yourself what you really want to eat. You've given yourself unconditional permission to eat, or at least you're working on it, so you're free to choose foods you enjoy. The problem for most of us is that we've lost connection with what we truly enjoy. Remember how I stopped liking most of the foods I used to crave? Something else shifted as well. I started liking foods I had previously thought were disgusting. Sorry, Mom. Liver will always be disgusting. 
The good news, like I talked about last episode, is that you get to start experimenting with foods and figuring out what foods do bring you pleasure. Step number two, discover the pleasure of the palate. To discover what foods you really like and to increase the satisfaction in your eating, focus on your senses while you eat. You know, the taste, the texture, the smell, the appearance. Put the food in your mouth and notice the taste. Is it predominantly sweet, salty, sour, or bitter? Does it taste pleasant, neutral, or offensive? Try this throughout the day to see if certain tastes are more pleasurable at different times. And texture. Notice how the food feels in your mouth. Is it smooth and soft, hard and crunchy, hot, cold, or room temperature? Is it chewy and requires a lot of work to eat? Notice if each of these textures is hitting the spot for you. And then smell the food. Appreciate the various aromas that foods can emit. If the food doesn't smell good to you, you probably won't get optimal satisfaction from it. If it smells great, it will probably increase your satisfaction. So take time to smell the food. Take a look at the food you're about to eat. Is it attractive or slopped on the plate like you're living in the castle dungeons? Does it look fresh? Is there a variety of colors that were interesting to you? You'll get less satisfaction from a dungeon meal than from a meal plated for a queen, even if it's the same food. Some foods are light and airy, while others are heavy and filling. Some days you might want something light, while others you want a filling plate of pasta. So just be aware of that and tune in to what your body is wanting and needing when you're looking at volume or filling capacity of foods. Remember to embrace your uniqueness. Everyone has different experiences with tastes and textures, and be aware that your preferences may change throughout your life. Step three, make your eating experience more enjoyable. To help you savor your food and get more satisfaction from your meals, make time to appreciate your food. This means slowing down during the day to eat. Sit down at the table or desk to eat. Take several deep breaths before you begin. This helps calm and center you so you can be focused on eating. Slow down while you're eating. Your taste buds are in your tongue, not your stomach. Taste each bite of food, putting your fork down now and then. Remember principle five, feel your fullness. Check in with yourself to see how full you are. And remember the three S's of a satisfying meal. Eat slowly, eat sensually, and savor every bite. Step four, don't settle. This was the best advice Brian gave me when we reconnected. Don't settle with your partner and don't settle with your food. You are not obligated to finish something just because you started it. If it isn't working or you don't like it, stop eating or doing whatever you're doing that you don't like. And finally, step five, check in. Does it still taste good? Remember the last time you ate an entire bag of chips? The first few chips probably tasted amazing. They helped bring the nervous system down. By the end of the bag, they don't taste as good, right? I learned this with Oreos the hard way. Remember, I'd eat and eat until my mouth hurt. And I also learned how to check in with myself and notice that after the fourth cookie, it never tastes good anymore. This is because of taste satisfaction or a sensory-specific satiety. The continued exposure to the same food resulting in a decrease of desire for that food. So while you're eating, be sure to check in with yourself to see if the food still tastes good. 
and is serving its purpose. If it no longer tastes good and is no longer bringing pleasure, then stop eating it. I hope these five tips are helpful to get you back to enjoying food and all the pleasure it can bring. Let's do a quick recap before we go. This episode covered principle five and six of intuitive eating. Feeling our fullness and discovering the satisfaction factor. We talked about the diets leading to membership in the Clean Plate Club and leading to overeating. One way to help us honor our fullness is to use the hunger fullness scale, but I warned you not to let this turn into another diet. We then talked about fully enjoying our foods and how to get the most satisfaction out of our meals. Triboli and Rash give us five steps to follow to tap into the satisfaction factor. Step one, asking yourself what you really want to eat. Step two, discover what foods you really like and increase the satisfaction in your eating. Focus on your senses while you eat. Taste, texture, smell, appearance, volume or filling capacity. And remember to embrace your uniqueness. Everyone has different experiences with taste and textures, and be aware that your preferences may change throughout your life. And step three, make your eating experience more enjoyable. Eat slowly, eat sensually, and savor every bite. Step four, don't settle. You're not obligated to finish something just because you started it. And step five, check in and ask yourself, does it still taste good? If it no longer tastes good and is no longer bringing pleasure, then stop eating it. The next episode covers intuitive eating principles 7 and 8. Cope with your emotions without using food and respect your body. I hope you join me as this is something I get really jazzed about. And remember, if you have questions related to emotional eating, intuitive eating, body image, or anything food and body related, please send me an email. I'd love to hear from you and help you live healthily ever after. Goodbye for now.